Hello and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Okay, uh, one of my co-hosts is making their presence known. They shall remain nameless by making silly faces <laughs> down the video link at me. All I can say is it's an audio show for a reason. Right. <laughs> welcome everybody to Sunny 16 this week. There are, count them, one, two, three of us this week. <laughs> <laughs> It has been a long day, hasn't it, mate? <laughs> I, I I am not feeling 100%, but I shan't let uh, that get in the way of uh, my um, radio stardom bid for world domination uh, that we enter into on a regular basis. Uh, so, well, first off, uh, my name's Aid because I don't think I said that already. And with me tonight are Claire and Graham. How are you guys? Hey. Good, thank you, Aid. <laughs> yeah, Claire, what have you been up to? Um, oh, quite a lot actually. Um, so, um, I went away. Do you remember me telling you I was going away um, to like a tower, and I was going to do a bit of fil- uh, sh- a little film, and I was going to do some photos with my new lights. Yeah, a bit of lights, the new, the newest six sixty lights. So, I've been doing that. Um, really enjoyed playing with those lights actually, um, and using the app for them as well on, on my on my phone and, and uh-huh. control it that way yeah really good um and then i've also been um you, if you can you can see listeners can't but i've got green hands <laughs> so sort of like part turning into the hulk but um i've been doing a lot of um bleaching and hand color well bleaching and coloring uh polaroids Oh. In the last couple of days, um, should, so should we reassure our listeners that your hands are not green because they're falling off? You were protecting your skin <laughs> while you were using bridge. It's, it's food like, coloring. It's, it's food it's... coloring and inks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Although after seven, I start do start turning it after midnight. <laughs> after seven, the whole. <laughs> but yeah, no. So so I've been enjoying uh, doing that. Some. Uh, colouring of Polaroids and I was saying wasn't I before um, the podcast began I watched a good film if listeners um, are interested mm, called yeah. Radio. it's called Radio 1 and it's uh, 1979 and it's like a UK road movie film black and white I think it's 16mm um, and it's really good um, and lovely cinematographer cinematography I should say um, by um an assistant cameraman to Vin Vendors called uh, Martin Schaffer. But yeah, really good film and a good soundtrack as well. A lot of Kraftwerk and David Bowie. Um, nice. Yeah, so I recommend that. Radio One. <laughs> okay, all right, there we go. We're already, already into to, to recommendations. I like that. It's a good start. <laughs> Graham, what have you been up to? Um, not a lot. Um, so... <laughs> Since our last conversation, when we were all together and we were talking about lights, um, and I was asking for your advice, uh, I have actually, well, I've got but not got some lights. So, um, as we talked about then, my birthday is just coming up, and I have got some birthday lights coming. And following on from Claire's recommendation, I have got some of these newer 660 lights as well, because mm-hmm. we were talking about them, and you were saying, mm-hmm. Claire, that you like them, and then they, they came up on a deal mm-hmm. on eBay, literally, not on eBay, on Amazon, like the next day, and I thought, this is a sign, this is a sign from God that he wants me to have <laughs> these lights, so, um, so I've got them, but because it's a birthday thing, they I, I haven't got them yet, but I'm, I'm excited about that. 
And so you found religion because you saw a good birthday present in the offing. Yeah, exactly. That's my religion. <laughs> it's the Church of Graham. Is uh, if you see something and it seems like it's talking to you, you should get it. Um, and other than that, um, so oh, I suppose a couple of things actually. First thing is uh, I was supposed to be going a couple of weeks ago to help Rachel shoot a wedding as mm-hmm. a second shooter, general donkey dog's body, just carry stuff around, um, but. Rachel's uh, not fun times that she's been having with the whole being pregnant thing at the moment meant that in the end she just couldn't do it. Um, and so uh, our good friend Hamish was drafted in to come and step into the breach and do that. So I went and did it with Hamish for the day. So that was great fun. Um, uh, I still don't want to be a wedding photographer at all. I don't know how people like Rachel <laughs> and Hamish do it and keep saying, um, but it was good fun. Um, one thing I would say is that it's probably best not to try and, even as a second shooter, do do your job, for want of a better word, using a camera that you've only held in your hand for 10 <laughs> minutes before starting. Because Hamish wanted me to use one of his cameras because um, it was full frame. It was a Sony A7 II, I think it was. Um, and yeah, I, I managed to make some good cock-ups with that, just you know, hitting the wrong buttons and knocking it down to 50 ISO when I thought it was on automatic ISO and all sorts of good stuff like that. But it was good fun. Um, I shot some film whilst I was there. I took some pictures on my uh, Nikon F3. And um, Hamish was shooting on digital. He got some f- film shots done as well. He was using his Plowbell Makina, which is this lovely 6x7 um, medium <laughs> format camera. Really lovely. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the pictures from those when they're developed. But that was nice. And... This weekend just gone, again, thanks to Rachel, she was um, doing one of her virtual film developing parties. And normally I miss these because they're on a Sunday afternoon and I'm out at work. But this one was in the evening and I thought, oh, I could, I could join in with that. It's good fun. Go and see some other people online and develop some mm. film. Um, but I didn't have any film actually shot and ready. <laughs> so I uh, grabbed a homemade camera um, that I put a roll of film through before, which is made out of the front end the lens bit of a tlr yashica lr 40 lm 44 which is a a 127 roll film twin lens reflex camera that it was broken it didn't work so i kind of ripped Mm. the front of it off and sellotaped it onto a cardboard box um (laughs) and and i took that into whitney and took some pictures and it was all very half-assed obviously um and Whitney was very boring, but I got some pictures from that. And it's one of those things that when I was using the camera, when I, when I was looking at the results, it, it reminded me again that it it will be worth me doing more with in a more thoughtful way because um, the it's a lens for a one two seven film camera, so four centimeters by four centimeters, but it's on one twenty film, so you've actually got it's slightly circular but it's basically a six by six image um and that lens the the four centimeters by four centimeters in the middle it can do pretty well after that it just goes off the blurring (laughs) fuzz and chaos which is really quite cool um so yeah i want to use that again in a more thoughtful way and the camera works reasonably well in that you know i was able to get 12 shots out of a roll of film and they weren't all ruined so um, so that was good fun. It was nice to be actually motivated to get and go and take some pictures, even though I wasn't feeling remotely inspired to do so. So, yeah, good times, good photography times. What about you, Aid? Have you actually taken a picture in uh, anger or otherwise? 
I don't take pictures in anger. <laughs> How very dare you? Um, it's uh, no, no. Uh, I have what have I been? I've, I've been in experimentation mode, and uh, so uh, yeah, little little bit of Instax shooting, um, uh, and and also right at the other end of the spectrum, I've been working trying to experiment with HDR video. Um, which is mm. uh, which is an interesting concept, and I've had to do quite a lot of technical reading around it to figure out just what's going on and some mucking about. But this this is all related to uh, something I'm preparing for, which is in a couple of months we've got a, a, a brief family holiday, and uh, I haven't made a family holiday video for about three mm. years. So I thought I, I'm, I'm sort of gearing up to, to for that and trying to figure out you know what is it how am I, how I'm going to shoot what I'd like to get out of it and you know then and then I'll uh, try and uh, probably I'm going to try and have the motivation to sit down and plan some shots that I'd like to capture so I've got some kind of narrative thread rather than just a mm. bag of bits to work with when I get home um so uh, HDR video uh, because my phone shoots HDR video um and uh, uh it's it's really quite i mean there's a there's a whole conversation in it and i've got tons and tons of notes i've had to make um and, and uh, actually the you know a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, cross promoting here there will be a full episode of the future of photography that deals with all of this H hdr workflow mm. for uh, hdr video workflow i should say for, uh, at the consumer level mm. this is definitely not up there with the sort of stuff that hamish would be doing or anything like that um but it's it's quite interesting um, it, and and you have to learn all of those things that we as photographers had about ten years ago, where things would look different on different screens, and the colours would be either too bright or desaturated and stuff like that. And the world of video is still a bit like that, quite frankly. <laughs> so as photographers, we got it lucky, I think. So that's where a bunch of my efforts been going, um, you know, just to try and uh, try and work that out. But uh, but we hey, we've got uh, this come come kicking and screaming back into the world of photography from video uh, right now because we've got a bit of a challenge ahead. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, how do how do how do we describe this? Well, let's just dive straight in. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about uh, a new podcast on the Sunny Sixteen Presents channel uh, called the Lighting Lounge that that John and I are kicking off. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it is a little bit on the back burner at the moment because we're just not finding the right time to to make it work uh too much life getting in the way uh so uh so what we're doing instead well we took a couple of weeks ago we were talking about it on this show the main sunny 16 and we said we were going to have uh, a bit of a, a challenge a bit of bit of getting some photos done so right now this is the intro bit and we're all going to run off in a minute and for, <laughs> and do a timed hour uh a timed hour of um uh well assignment i suppose is the best mm. word isn't it photographic assignment with, with lights um uh the lights you would find around your house be they you know headlights on your car or bicycle lights or a torch or a work light or something like that so um uh probably try not to leave an hour of just quiet in the middle of the podcast but you never know <laughs> Uh, so I have to ask you both: uh, mm. are, are, are you ready for the for the challenge, Claire? Are you ready for the challenge? I think so, Aid. I think so. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. Shall I say what I'm planning to do, or do I keep yeah. it? Well, well, that's you could do, or you could leave it all <laughs> yeah. as a surprise to the um, end. But yeah, I, I decided today. Yeah, I'm going to do headlights. So I'm going to get in my car in a moment, 
and I'm going to go to one of two locations that I've kind of got rattling around in my head um, to set something up. And and yeah, basically, I think I'm going to sh- I think um, I'm going to shoot some 35 millimeter and use my I use the headlights cool. outside. So that's me. Okay, Graham, what are you going to do? That's a good question, Ed. I'm glad you asked. Um, you know, it's funny thing <laughs> is. Like the last time we did one of these one-hour challenges, the whole point of it was about preparation. It was mm. about seeing how much of a difference preparing in advance made to the ability to do something like this. And I found when I did this last time, when I was working with lights last time, that it hugely helped. I put a lot of preparation time in, and it really enabled me to get the most out of the hour that I had. Um, uh, obviously, I have not done that at all <laughs> this time. Uh, so I don't really have a clue what I'm going to do. Um, I have found my work light, my work lamp, which is one possibility. Um, and stealing Claire's idea of using headlights is another <laughs> possibility. Um, uh, I don't know what medium I'm going to shoot on. Um, I've got a few instant shots left in my Instax wide, and I think I've got a couple of shots on Polaroid, which I might try and use those just so I can see what I've got. I might, because you said last time when you were talking about this age, you said we could potentially use digital as well. So I might use digital at the very least to get some test shots um but yeah i don't know i'm gonna have to pick a lane because either i'm going to literally go out in my car and pick a lane to go to or 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 i'm gonna have to stay at home and think of something to take a picture of with my work light um really hoping inspiration strikes i'm sure it will once the energy starts flowing and the panic kicks in i'm sure i'll feel inspired by something Okay. Well, so it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's an, it's an interesting challenge. I mean, uh, so we're going to have something from the outdoors, definitely mm. from Claire. Yeah, uh, that's that. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Don't forget mm. to use the rear lights of your car as well, Claire. Okay. Yeah, the rear lights, and I've also um, going to try um, taping things onto my headlights as well. Oh, you're going to gel them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <gonna> try. <laughs> nice. That's a really good idea because I was just thinking, what are we? What are we going? Because I'm I'm going with bike lights, so I'm going to have two colours. I'm going to have a, a a daylight white and a red, and mm. I'm going to have to do something to balance those because the the white one, the front bicycle light, is way brighter than uh the the rear bicycle light so i'm gonna have to do something about that but that does at least give me some freedom of movement because they're very small um, mm. although they've got no mounting capability so i imagine there's going to be some elastic bands involved <laughs> and maybe some washing up uh, yeah some clothes pegs yeah <laughs> i definitely see some clothes pegs trying to, trying to sort it in this next hour um but that gives me two colors with a car you've got two colors or i suppose if you've got gels i suppose you mm. could use the indicators on a car as well couldn't you that'd be oh, yeah the indicator make sure you time oh, your shot perfectly <laughs> one or a long two. exposure maybe yeah <laughs> yeah yeah a long because if you're going out in the dark and it's i mean where you live i'm guessing there's not too much light pollution where you live is there no not too much no and it's still i can peek out it's still it's it's dropping now it's dropping what time are we yeah it'll be going quite dark soon yeah it should be i mean it's, 10 it's still past sort nine, of twilight so. yeah i mean I, I, although you're a bit this. further north than i am as you know on this video stream so 
normally when Claire's doing this, for the for benefit of listeners at home, and some of you may have seen this on the video, Claire has this <laughs> light behind her, which is always on, so it makes the rest of her face really dark because the camera on the thing compensates for it. And this evening, the light wasn't on, so we got to see Claire's lovely face without horrific shadow. <laughs> um, but as the light has dimmed in the room, now we've just got this brilliant haunted face hovering from the light of the <laughs> laptop in front of us. It's great. You look, you look very spooky, Claire. I told you, look, the green hands. It's because yeah. I'm turning. I should have green fingers. I'm the gardener here. That's not right. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So, well, okay. So what do we get? What kind of lighting are we going to get from you then, Go. So you've got a work mm. lamp. Now, that's mm-hmm. you mentioned it was plugged in and charging earlier on. So what kind, what kind of work lamp is that? Is that one? It's an LED one. It's an LED one, yeah. Um, so it's got decent brightness. Um, it's not very big. It's about six inches by four inches roughly and um yeah it's decent output uh i don't know what like quality of light wise i don't really know i've not tried to use it for photography at all before so and it, and is it of the sort that you would see on any self-respecting forensic science tv show is that <laughs> are you in csi territory no sadly <laughs> not i'm on budget builder territory <laughs> Very much, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's a cheap and cheerful one. And again, in terms of preparation, I should have made sure it was charged up before because I know that this thing, once it starts dropping through the battery, it goes pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, it, it's mm. not... It doesn't throw off a ton of light. Um, it's, it's definitely going to limit my options. And especially if I'm working with the mm-hmm. Polaroid or the, or the Instax, I'm going to... I think I'm going to have to tape over the flashes on those. Otherwise, those flashes are going to completely overpower any lighting choices that I make. I don't know. It'll be an adventure. The, yeah, that's that's an interesting thought, actually. So, I mean, I have used those in the past, uh, you know, to to try and flag them. So, sort of take, you know, have a, a piece of dark paper, but only taped on one side. So, you're, you're literally mm. flagging it and bouncing the light off because then you can then you can trigger other lights that have a, a triggering mode um but you're not doing that are you because you're going for continuous light so maybe i think you've got a couple of choices maybe you could if you could get something that is a little bit translucent i don't know if um mm. like baking parchment baking parchment will take off a good couple of three stops at the very mm. least and that might just give you a little bit of fill if you need a little bit of yeah. fill or, of course, just duct tape it or electrical yeah. tape it and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to definitely happen. <laughs> okay, all right, duct tape yeah. it is then. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. This is all carefully planned out. Um. Okay, okay, well, so so you think you're going out as well. Okay, so I'm, or you're, you, you may go either way. I'm definitely staying inside this evening. I'm, uh, it's not been very nice here today. Uh, I have no inclination to go outside this evening whatsoever. <laughs> uh so i i will be um and of course and actually me my lights well, i suppose that I, I did say that the front bicycle light is designed to throw light so it can be quite bright um it, it doesn't do color very well though um it is yeah it's certainly not a a full spec can you even buy a full spectrum bicycle light that'd be a crazy thing wouldn't it <laughs> um uh but the the backlight yeah the the red light is very very feeble so um i will definitely be doing some smaller scenes uh indoors uh, i got a couple of ideas i have to say i got a couple mm. of ideas but i haven't really done any prep as such <laughs> overrated clearly 
clearly okay so that's the three of us uh we're also going to get some input from john aren't we mm. who, who can't be with us for this pre-recording bit uh but by the time the the show is masterfully crafted by graham in the edits in in the sunny 16 uh -huh. edit suite uh it's going to include some from john as well um so listeners what you will hear for the next while is uh is uh, a lot of uh little bits and pieces i guess um which uh which um uh, of us all running around talking to ourselves talking into our phones or other recording devices mm -hmm. and uh, as we go about our business around the one hour challenge uh, and uh, you know it, you'll hear as as it goes on probably increasing levels of stress as things don't work mm. <laughs> that's often a often a feature of the one hour challenge <laughs> uh, it's like ah i've only got a few minutes left this better mm. work um, and uh, then after that uh, we'll come back together and uh, we will share what we've got mm -hmm. and uh, see what we see what we've produced and and see what we've learned and see what fun we've had i think that's it is it graham that's, that's the, the plan. plan aid just go do it now okay <laughs> okay well in which case then ready <laughs> steady <laughs> go this is a kind of pre me starting the clock um advanced panic chat now normally i like to save my panic for a little bit later more towards the end of the hour running out as opposed to before the hours even properly started um but i feel like i've got good reason to this time because i really don't have a clue what i'm going to do um and that seems like a problem when i've only got an hour uh my two basic choices are do something in the house or get in the car and go something i did think oh i could take the motorbike out and go and either use the headlights from the motorbike or take a small take my work lamp with me and use that to get a picture of the motorbike and me with it but it's cold and windy and if i go on the motorbike i've got no way of taking a tripod which means i have to take any picture that i'm doing myself so i can't be in it uh, which limits it and um so i don't think i'm going to do that the car if i go out in the car I've got my headlights, I can take a tripod, I can do that, um, but I can't think of anywhere interesting to go. Uh, I can't think of anywhere interesting to go during the day. I'm not sure how night is going to be any better, but it's a possibility. Um, I could always go somewhere in the car and do something. I could always maybe do a long exposure and try doing light painting. That could be a thing, I guess, because um, at least I've got room to take the tripod and all the stuff I need for that. Uh, the other option is to do something in the house. Obviously, that's far simpler. Um, at the moment, the living room, the only space there is to do anything in my house, is occupied by Sinead, who is um, parked on the sofa watching TV. So I can't use that at the moment. Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm really self-conscious about doing my photography stuff when there's somebody else around in this kind of mode. Uh, so I'm going to start this clock now and figure an idea out. Oh, no. Hello. John here. I'm tempting to do a one hour challenge at like 10 a.m. on a Thursday morning, which is <laughs> a really weird time to be doing the challenge, but there we go. Um, I don't know if you can hear the birds in the background, it's quite nice. Oh, and now an aeroplane's flying overhead. Brilliant. So, what am I thinking of doing today? Um, 
So it's a lighting challenge for Self and Aid's lighting show over on Cine 16 Presents. And this first one that we've kind of set is to light something intentionally with lights that you've got kicking around, kind of nothing professional, no strobes or anything like that. It's literally kind of a torch, it's whatever. So I've had a bit of a think of what I've got and um, I've got them ready. Basically, I've got two dark green torches, which are red lights. Um, that I use in the dark room, and I've got my mobile phone, I've got a torch on that. And then I was also thinking I could use my enlarger as a light source. Um, not something I've kind of got lying around, but nevertheless, it's a great controllable source of light. Um, and I can change the intensity of it using the aperture on the, on the lens I've got. Um, and it could produce quite a nice top down light on something. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to take a photo of, so I'm just going to go and have a little rummage around and see if I can find a subject. So I'm just getting ready to leave the house, and as you know that I'm going to um, try and get some shots of um, using the headlights of my car. The light is dropping, it's still quite nice out, it's a bit twilighty. Um, but it's probably going to drop um, considerably, so I'm going to get going quite promptly um, I'm going to take some 35mm and um, I've, I've already got some uh, some cine still film in one of my cameras so I'm going to use that um, and I'm thinking I might try as well um, some Polaroid but I might be pushing it um, but I'll see um, so I'm going to get my cameras together now and get in my car and get out and also take some um some gels um for, for my for my headlights as well so i'll see how i get on okay so we've got an hour um and i've got some ideas uh i'm gonna go around i'm gonna try and make my ideas work i'll give a few updates as we go and see where we get to um well yeah all right uh, gotta go get some cameras i suppose Okay, so I'm already 10 minutes into this and have not taken a picture yet, but I have kind of got set up. So I decided that I just wanted to get something, try and get something so I'd have some picture by the end of it. So what I'm going with for my first attempt at taking a picture is something nice and simple. I'm just going to try and do a still life indoors. I've got a vase with some tulips in. I've got my work light set up on a chair next to it. I've got a homemade reflector um, which is basically just a an old Amazon um, cardboard box that I covered in tin foil years ago at this point um, which I'm trying to, use to bounce back some like so I'm trying to do this the sort of the whole ethos behind this challenge is to do it using no bought photo gear so that's what I'm going to try um, I'm about to try taking this picture with the Polaroid and the Instax to see how that goes. Um, I have a horrible feeling that I'm gonna to have to be too far away for both of them to get them in focus, but you know, hopefully I'll get something. Uh, I'll report back after this first attempt. Okay, so picture number one from the Polaroid has just about come through now. Here's the thing that I didn't know, I'm using a, uh, what is it? It's a Polaroid Sun 600, so one that's all 
fairly basic Polaroid point and shoots. Um, and as we discussed on the show beforehand, I've stuck some gaffer tape over the uh, flash so that that would pop it. Now I figured it was just going to go, okay, you need the flash, wham, and be a set shutter speed. Um, but this looks as though it's got, it slowed the shutter speed down because there's definitely movement in here. <laughs> I didn't know it would do that. So you live and you learn. Now I'm just waiting. I have also just taken a picture on the Instax. Okay. So the Instax, I was able to get closer. Um, so it feels the frame more. And because it's Instax, it's done what I expected the Polaroid would do. So it's gone with the slow shutter speed. Uh, so the picture is definitely sharper, but it's way dark. This little work lamp is not throwing off enough light, but because I can get in closer, I think I can move that light closer and move the reflector closer. Uh, so I'm going to try that next. Um, out of the two, the Polaroid is definitely the nicer picture, because even with all the doubling, it looks kind of ghostly and cool. Um, but I'm going to try again now with the Instax and see if I can do a little bit better with that, because I have more Instax shot in the tank, as it were. Right then back. So I found my subject, which is a little model DJ um, standing in front of, well, in front of, behind a pair of decks. Um, I bought this about 20 years ago in, uh, in Tokyo and it's kind of, it's, it's one of those things I've never thrown away when moving and shit like that. It's always, it's always stuck with me. I, I really like it. <laughs> um, but it's really quite cool. Um, so what I've done is I've set up a little scene. Say a little scene. Um, so I've got him under the enlarger on the, on the base. And I've put him on a bit of black card uh, map board with some black map board behind. And it's already looking pretty cool. I can control the brightness of the light on him using the aperture on the top. I've turned off all the lights in the dark room. Um, so the only light affecting him is from the enlarger at the moment. And it's quite a nice look. The good thing is, because it's a continuous light, I, as I'm changing the aperture, I can see how it affects it. Um, I do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring into play one of the little dark room torches I've got and use that just to provide a bit of fill underneath it and um, so it's just not it's not so contrasty also got to find that okay so here's my dark ring torch now that is a lot brighter than the light coming out of the enlarger so since i oh that's interesting though <laughs> i've just turned it on and it's casting this awesome shadow on the the background um now if i have that low down Oh, that looks really smart. But it is completely overwhelming the light from the top. So if I kind of want to, I want them both to be balanced a bit more, I'm going to have to diffuse the, the light, the torch light, because um, I can't make that 
How can I make... Ah, right. So the enlarger light I can make more powerful by bringing it closer. So I can lower the head on the enlarger. That'll make it brighter. So let's do that to start with. My bit of card will still fit behind him. At the same sort of distance, so I can get that shadow again from the torch. Brilliant. Okay. So that's put the torch back on. Yeah, it's still. And I'm t I can turn the enlarger light on and off as I'm pointing the torch as well, just to see how much effect it's giving. But now that front, the, the torch light that I've got at the front, the, sh the shadow it's casting behind is, is fantastic. I just need to somehow reduce the power of that with things I've got lying around because I'm sure I'll be told off for actually using some sort of ND gel um, but then again is anyone actually listening does anyone care could I use it and nobody would know hmm. these are all philosophical questions why are we here what are we doing why do we do it? Should we do it? How do we do it? What's the point of anything? Uh, right, so the DJ... Uh, just, I'm crouching down now to have a look at the angle that I'm going to be photographing. I haven't actually set a camera up yet or anything like that. I'm literally just using the continuous light and my eyes to look at the scene Look at different angles, um, moving the torch around, moving my head around, just to see where the shadows align nicely, where it's catching certain things in the scene. Work out what the best is going to be. Right, I'm off to go try and find something to reduce the strength on that torchlight. Um, just getting driving and... Um it's a really lovely evening actually. It's a really lovely atmosphere. It's very still. Um, I've had to put a coat on, um, so it's quite cool, but it's lovely and still and the, the light is actually really lovely. I mean, the street lights are on, but um, the sky is really nice. So it's kind of, yeah, really lovely light. Um, and the atmosphere, I don't know, it's somewhere between sort of M.R. James meets a Hammer film or something. It's really lovely. Um, Hovrid uh, is the Welsh word for, for beautiful. It's a really lovely evening. Um, so I'm going to make my way now to a local forest. Um, so I hope I hope, um, I hope I can get in there and um, one of the gates is, is, isn't locked. Okay, it's actually really, really dark out when I got driving and um, I actually missed the turning, which isn't far from where I live, for the forest. Um, so I've carried on and I've gone to a different location. Um, so I'm sort of in a car park, but there's some foliage, which is what I wanted. So I'm going to see how I get on here and then I'm going to uh, turn around and go back to the original location um, that I wanted but the light has really, really dropped now. Um, so it's okay here, um, but the other, the, the other location might be a bit creepy, but I'll give it a go. Um, it's actually made me uh, think again of just driving round. Um, it's got me thinking of road movies. So I've watched Radio 1. I think I might watch The Hitcher next. Um, 
but we'll see. Anyway, so I've got my headlights on, um, so I'm going to set myself up. Okay, I, I've done a couple of shots at this location and um, at first I thought it's not grabbing me this location. Um, I did a couple from in front of my car um, and to the side of my car and I kind of opened opened up my opened my aperture um, up quite a lot. Um, and I also did one side on, but interestingly, when I came back into my car, um, I actually liked the view um, from inside the car um, out of the windscreen. Um, so I've done a couple like that. So yeah, I'm quite getting into it. You know, just that's the thing. When I and initially I thought, oh, I don't like this scene. Um, I'm going to go, you know, to the original one. But once I bit of patience and circled the car for a different couple of angles, and then turns out the one I like the most is actually from inside my car, um, headlights um, onto onto the foliage outside. So we'll see. I'm um, going to move on though to the original the original forest now, which I know is going to be a lot darker. So um, see how I get on there. Okay, idea number one: gerbils. Okay, so we have three gerbils. I can get them out of their cage and put them in their run, by which I mean the old cardboard boxes that we give them to play in. And I'm going to set up, I think, uh, I'm going to set up with the, try and take a, a, a shot that is lit by the, the white bike light. So it's sort of like a portrait light, well, more like a spotlight because it's a really small light. So it'll be a very hard light source. And I'm going to try and have it so that the background inside a cardboard box or something like that is it is red, so lit by the second light. So hopefully a little bit of you know different coloured lighting um, and, and bring out a little bit of separation. Um, I am going to do this one digital. In fact, not even just digital. I'm going to use my phone and I am going to use the, the live photos uh, bit where it takes a burst of... of I don't know how many it takes, actually. Maybe like 20 odd shots. I'm not sure. Uh, it takes a burst of photos because the gerbils don't stay still. Um, and it's very easy for them to to move and be blurry or run around and stuff like that. And I have found over time, uh, not on assignment, that to take a photo of a gerbil, you really do need a burst mode of some sort. It just ain't going to cut it with an Instax camera, no matter how I would love it to be. So my first go is actually going to be a cheat. Um, and uh, but hey, that'll get me into the spirit of it. Um, hopefully, it'll get me you know some early at least partial results banked, and then I can feel free to be more expressive uh, with the rest of the stuff. Um, definitely not going to spend a whole hour shooting on my phone, no. Uh, but certainly, certainly something as fast moving in as a gerbil in a low light situation is is not going to be the best for my Instax camera, and so. Uh, digital list anyway right i'm off to do that now um yeah I'll, I'll talk you through it as i do it it's quite tricky to take photos of gerbils they don't stay still for very long there you go this one this one ah quick
pretty difficult to take <laughs> capture audio and speak and stuff like that while you're trying to talk to the gerbils. But hey, hey gerbils. Hello. Hi honey. Hi Scrabbler. Hi Midnight. Scrabbling around. Yeah, oh dear, oh dear. Never staying in one place long enough. Okay, so gerbil assignment done. Um, gerbils are back in their cage. They've been fed their, their nice little treats to say thank you for participating. Uh, cool. One or two. One or two decent images. Well, I say decent. Um, I mean, they're, they're mobile phone images. They, they've got nice poses and there's a little bit of lighting. Um, so, you know, I'll, let's say that I've banked a result. It's not a result I'm particularly happy with necessarily, but I've definitely banked a result and we can go on from there and uh, see what's what. So, um, that was, you know, semi-abortive. I mean, it kind of worked, but what was even the point of it? It just didn't look good. Um, so I am making a last minute Hail Mary pass, which I also think is probably not gonna to come to anything, but what I'm hoping is that this attempt might at least lead to future creative inspiration, because um, I really don't have the time to do what I'm trying to do now. Um, it's I'm over half an hour into this, and as you may or may not be able to hear, I'm now in my car. Uh, driving because I'm going to try using my headlights to do something to illuminate something I don't quite know what I'm gonna go and try and find somewhere quiet to park up um, the reason that doing this with the Polaroid and the Instax was very limiting for me was uh, neither my Polaroid camera nor my Instax had a tripod mount on the bottom or a self timer so that meant that the only way I could take pictures was if I was holding the camera and doing it, which meant I couldn't be in them. Um, so that limits my subject choice down to things that aren't me. Now, obviously, that's probably quite a good thing. I'm guessing most of you are probably quite happy about that fact. But um, there's not much else in my house and everybody else had already gone to bed. And as I mentioned earlier, the Polaroid uh, was using quite a slow shutter speed. I think that could be quite fun with the right subject matter. Again, if I'd had um, Sinead downstairs or Will downstairs, I think I might have tried to do something with that. Um, I think that'd be quite fun, but they weren't. And blurry pictures of inanimate objects aren't terribly fascinating. Um, with the Instax, I managed to get a picture of a vase of tulips that was lit up, but it, it didn't look good. <laughs> It just looked like, oh, here's a picture you managed to like with a light. So what's the point of that? Um, so yeah, I'm trying to find now just a quiet spot where I can park the car up and hopefully find something to point it towards to get some pictures. Um, my hopes are not high at this point. I've left the two instant cameras behind because they're going to be no good, I don't think, for this kind of thing what I want to do um, so what I have got is I've got my digital camera I've got my Fuji X-Pro and I have got my OM1 with some Berger 400 loaded into it uh, so let's see what happens with that at the very least right I've got 
a picture. I've got some pictures. So I did it. I have some pictures. Um, but I'm kind of hoping that I can do something that's at least more interesting to me with this. Uh, okay. Driving. I nearly ran into a fox just then, by the way. That that happened. I nearly ran into a fox in the village. Um, fox's fault, not mine. He ran in front of me. He's a suicide fox. Anyway, I'm moving on. Okay, I've got to a potential shooting spot. Uh, it's the only shot I'm going to get to, spot I'm going to get to because it's already like I've got 15 minutes left, and that's being slightly generous. 15 minutes left, um, but it's somewhere there's a bridge. Um, it's not a very interesting bridge, but there's some structure, there's a sign, stuff I can work with, and more importantly, there's enough wiggle room for me to be able to move the car around a little bit to try and get some stuff. Um, I would like to take a picture with myself in it. I don't have a tripod because I, well, I found my tripod, the plate was somewhere else, I didn't have time to find it. So it may be that I'm just going to take uh, uninteresting pictures of a bridge and sign tonight, but it will show me whether or not this is a viable thing to come back and do as a proper shoot. So I'm going to get cracking on with that now and I'll maybe report back if I haven't fallen into a river in the dark. Uh, who knows? Fingers crossed. Well, okay. Turns out that taking pictures with headlights is uh, trickier than I thought it would be. Um, headlights, not an easy light source to work with because they are quite harsh and very focused um, and have like very clear cutoff points as well um, because obviously you don't want to blind other road users and also you really I mean I know I said I could move things around move the car around but there's still a limit to how much you can adjust the light uh, I took a couple of pictures just using my digital camera as um, as a kind of test really to see whether I was going to get anywhere with anything and it, it sort of worked um, what it's made me think more than anything though is I would actually like to come back and muck around in the dark around here with proper lights though and with a tripod and do some other stuff um, because as is always the case in this area there's the lack of subject matter so you have got to put yourself in the picture as subject matter but um, that's difficult to do so it's kind of inspired me to get out again in this area um, but uh, there you go my water's just beeped at me time is up um, so that's me done for my one hour. I think this is probably the least successful uh, one of these one hour challenges that I've done. And I blame that entirely on me because I hadn't prepared for it at all. Um, and all the things that I was worried could go wrong with the last one hour shoot that I did in terms of batteries and things just not working and everything like that but which was fine because I over prepared uh, has been an issue this time around um, the batteries for everything have been an issue even this dumb recorder I put fresh batteries in this recorder before I started and I'm already having to put in another pair because it turns out just don't buy cheap batteries people uh, I didn't buy these on the just FYI uh, these were in the house but these were fresh batteries made by Kodak noted battery makers Kodak and they lasted for 10 minutes in this thing not great um, and I've had similar problems with the lights they weren't fully charged up so that's that die off quickly and as I mentioned earlier not having my tripod plate limited my opportunities with that um, for this kind of shoot there's no winging it you cannot 
do this and just make it up as you go along otherwise you get nothing so so i've i've, I've got a couple of pictures um neither of them are good but coming out in the car at least has made me think about what i can do in the future with regards to shooting with lights at night outside um so i think that's been beneficial i'm tempted although the clock has stopped i'm tempted to drive down the road a bit i want to find somewhere that's kind of got that classic overgrown woody bit people which i think there might be a spot down the road there maybe try and get another shot down there i mean i'm out here anyway and it's you know only i don't know 10 o'clock at night um so it seems like a sensible thing to do but for the one hour challenge that's me done oof what a disaster hello i am back in the shed i have um i've got myself a plastic bag specifically a morrison's carrier plastic bag you know the ones that we're not supposed to use anymore um it's gray and i'm going to try that to try and rein in the power of the torch um, i'm also setting up my cameras i say cameras because i'm going to shoot this on two different mediums uh firstly i've got my nikon d800 uh, so yeah i'm going to start with a digital photo so i can actually have a look at the exposure and see how it's all working out and i've also got my f6 which i've got half a roll of hp5 in at the moment so i'm just going to use a couple of frames of that just to to get a a black and white film one as well but that does mean what i'm going to do is i'm going to set in the iso to 400 on the digital um so i can just translate the settings across i'm going to shoot it in manual right so i'm just setting the tripod up tripod up now um and that has turned out great <laughs> um i've using a 50 mil and it's pretty spot on for the framing that's the distance i can get in fact i'm going to set the pitch profile to be black and white on the digital as well excellent get the torch out just to test what that shadow looks like oh now and my ideal spot for the torch means the torch was in the frame right let's turn off no headlights and get this exposure correct ah computer screen incredibly bright as well so let's turn that off so i've got the enlarger light on i'll just do a test with that to start with so this is the top down light and i'm at a fifth of a second at 5.6 uh say 400 like i say i want to keep that fixed because i'm going to translate it all over and it's a little underexposed um let's go to half a second Okay, I'm starting to get a bit more detail in there now. Getting a little bit of the shadow at the bottom. 
don't really want to open the aperture anymore. Let's try for the second exposure. That's a lot better. Right, let's bring this torch into play. Right in front of the lens. And it's massively bright. So let's... Put some plastic bag over the front of it. I can't really see the shadow now with my own eyes. Right, let's, let's just use a single layer of plastic bag. And bounce these out. That's not bad. Oh, the bit of card in the background's filthy as is. <laughs> it's really coming out. No. Unfortunately, it's a very flat light on the front. Um, and the torch. The, sh the shadow is fantastic, but it's just making the whole front of the... No, it's not really working. Oh, and there, the enlarger's automatically turned off. Not really how I'd like it. I love the shadow, but it's making the front of the model too flat and too bright. So I might have to rethink that. The great thing about this kind of digital approach to it is you can iterate really quickly and just see how it's it's looking in the frame. Um, unless I only really need the shadow behind him. So I could flag off the lights at the bottom uh, right, I'm going to have to put the torch on a clamp so it's in the same position the whole time. And then I'm going to try and flag off the very bottom of the light to control what's lighting the subject and what I'm getting the shadow of. I don't, I don't mind getting a shadow on um, from the head. That's the main part that I want. I just don't want shadow on. I don't want the light on the, on the bottom because it's just a big flat plane. So let's try this approach. Good. So I've just I've got a um. It's actually kind of like a mobile phone holder thing that you can clamp onto a surface and then have your mobile phone on a, a bendy arm. And this should allow me to put the light into a consistent position because at the previous I was just holding it so it's obviously pretty difficult to do any other manipulations on it this is really annoying to use though because it's kind of a bit springy let's see let's turn the lights off let's see what we've got right this is this is better because I'm not holding anything now okay I do like that um not overly happy with the shadow position, so let's just remove the torch. Okay, I've arrived and um it is quite creepy. <laughs> um but it's a lovely, it's just so still and the sky, the light's dropped now, but the sky is a lovely blue. It's like ink royal blue it's like someone spilled a load of ink 
ink um, ink from above. Um, it's really lovely and the trees are silhouetted as well, a lovely inky blue. Um, so it's really lovely and on my way here as well I was noticing lights, you know, um, street lights, a um, couple of people's um, lounge lights, um, someone had some interesting, looked like blue um, UV light, um, past a cyclist as well. Um, oh gosh, what's that? Oh, it's a tree. Um, it's a tree reflecting in my my uh, my window. Um, so I'm not going to hang around long. Um, so again, um, it's headlights into some foliage. I'm going to circle my camera. Got my tripod. Um, definitely going to have to open open up the aperture. Um, and I'm going to also again try some shots from inside the car out as well before I drive off um, so yeah I'll get going now and um, at least it's a, a clear night and it's a still night and it's dry um, it's about eight degrees so it's quite fresh um, but it's all good okay so now I'm in the comfort of my own driveway um, I can I feel like I can have a bit more time so I'm trying um, some shots, um, headlights onto sort of the garage, um, again trying to angle it as well so that I can catch um, lights, again there's a bit of like um, bushes, um, also um, some the rear lights as well which is what Aid recommended I did as well, um, the, 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 the rear lights they looked quite nice um, so I've had tried a couple of shots there um shot at different apertures 1.4 2.8 5.6 just to see what happens um so yeah so still got a bit of time so i'm debating now whether i sort of give it a bash um with polaroid um to finish to finish off Okay, shot number two. I'm going to be braver this time. I'm going to shoot some Instax, but I'm going to make sure I set it up first with the a digital shot, just so I get an idea of where the light needs to go. Um, it is a bit easier to see, of course, than with strobes or, or speed lights because you can see the light. I mean, these are bicycle lights. They're on all the time. Um, I've got not got them on the annoying flashy mode because uh, uh, that just wouldn't make any sense at all. So they're on constantly and uh, I can see where the light is. Uh, just trying to play with a couple of ideas really digitally because I realised I haven't actually got that much film. So if I switch on my Instax camera and look at the number on the back, it says 10. So I've got a full pack, um, but that's it, I think. Well, there may be another pack, maybe another pack in the fridge. Well, I'll have to see, but this is my second shot and uh, I'm going to go for an Instax one. I just need to think about, if I can try and think about it, yeah, what will be the difference in exposure from the Instax to uh, the, this, um, to the phone, to the digital. Um, I don't know whether to put the Instax on dark so that I can get a shorter shutter speed and, and get the boost in saturation of the colours because that works, you know, that's a good technique for Instax. 
or do I want to just make it as short as possible? Might even just, because this is a tabletop shot, I might just see if I can get away with resting the camera on the table, uh, putting it on dark and seeing seeing whether or not the exposure comes out okay. And, you know, and then once I've got a reference point, I can see um, whether I need to add any more or take away any more exposure. Uh, well, on with the show. Let's do it. Okay, so shot number three is tried and tested, uh, probably something I should have done uh, for the cliche round of the Cheap Shots Challenge the other week. Uh, I am talking, of course, about the selfie. Now, I've done selfies with Instax before. Often it will take a whole pack. Uh, I have eight shots at the moment, so that's probably just enough, except with the test shot, I think I've just wasted one entirely because nothing is on it. It's a sort of dark, muddy brown colour. I cannot make out any any visible image on this Instax at all. Um, it was a selfie lit just by uh, the, the red bicycle light. Uh, it is ooh, no more than you know, 18 inches, two feet from my face, and it does not throw enough light to for the Instax camera to register it. So... Um, I'm going to try something different. <clears throat> I'm going to go with the the red light as being uh, part of the scenery. You know, uh, uh, I don't know that it, I'd call it a, a practical in the sense of you know lighting a movie set. I'm not going to stick it inside a lampshade or anything like that. I'm more inclined to make it more of a special effect, actually. Um, you know, something that plays a role in the image. Uh, so so that's going to be my next thing. I think this is definitely going to require uh, a few bits of thought, though. I suspect I'm going to run out of time doing this one. It's going to be a bit of a race against time uh, because I'm probably going to have to try different combinations to make it work. Uh, but that's what I'm going to try and do. Uh, so let's see what happens. OK, um... Last night was a complete and utter disaster, as I recorded on air, um, but I'm not going to be defeated, so I'm trying again tonight. Uh, as always, the problem I have is that there's nothing in my house or in this village to take pictures of, so I found the one thing in this village that is worth taking a picture of, and that is, of course, my lovely better half, Sinead. Say hi, Sinead! Hi! So, um, in an effort to not have the same problems I had last night, I'm trying to be more organised tonight because I don't have much time. Even though I'm not in my official one hour now, I still don't have much time because um, I've got something I need to be doing, important video games I need to be playing later, and Sinead has important TV she needs to watch. <laughs> so we're on a tight timeline here. So I've got myself all organised, and I'm going to describe quickly the setup that we've got. So we are in my shed. It's my shed, darkroom slash studio. Um, it's quite glamorous here. Uh, not very big. Um, I am using uh, my desk lamp. This is the third lighting source I'm going for, having given up on the work lamp and car headlamps. I'm now going with my desk work lamp, which uh, I've clamped onto the bookshelf, which is where I store all my stuff. Uh, it's an LED light. Uh, it's not terribly bright, but hopefully it'll do the job. Feels bright. It feels bright if it's pointing straight at your face. Yeah, that's true. Um, Sinead is sat in front of a black backdrop, which is the cover I have over my door to keep all the light out. And on the other side, I've got my fantastic homemade tinfoil reflector <laughs> to try and bounce a little bit of light back. Um, anyway, we're going to try and take some pictures. I've got my digital camera here to do a test shot. 
I've got my instant cameras here, but more importantly, I've got my carbon adventure here. That's what I ultimately want to do is try and get some pictures on um, 4x5. Um, so that's what we're going to try and What's do. What's he called? Hmm. I don't think I've got a name for him yet. Rude. Carby. <laughs> Carby the carbon oh, adventure. So we might report back, let you know how this goes. Hey, look, Graham's calling me. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm all good. I'm actually recording my audio right now, so I'm recording you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, you said you had some free time this morning, so I thought I'd ruin it for you. <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, dude. Not too bad. How are you doing? How are you and yours? Oh, my God. Not good. Not great. I'm wondering if I can cheat a bit. Um, I'm thinking if I can tag on maybe 10 extra minutes first thing in the morning to do early light um, with the headlights. Because um, I'd like to go back to um, the forest where I was. I was just thinking and maybe just get a little bit extra time there. Um, but because it was so dark and creepy and I was on my own, I felt like I didn't want to hang around. So maybe I'll try first first light, but it might be cheating because I'll be going over my, my hour possibly. Um, but I'll see. Yeah, thought as much. It's not working, not even getting close to something I could expose on film. Uh, okay, so really trying to, to think this one through now. I've got the uh, the white light in a, in a small soft box that I happen to have lying around, uh, but quite frankly, it's just simply not enough diffusion. It's still way too bright, and it's still coming through as a hotspot on the on the uh, on the soft box, and therefore I'm still getting harsh shadows. So that's not working. Um, need to work out. Uh, need need to think up something else. Time to. Um, I don't know, time to do something. <laughs> well, time to do something, obviously, time to do something, but I don't know what it's time to do yet. Um, although, ooh, I've just seen, I've just looked up, seen the lampshade hanging from my ceiling, and there's something interesting going on there. Uh, maybe I'll abandon the selfie idea and go for something with a lampshade and see what happens. Could get something interesting for my collection of ceilings. Hmm... Okay, my hour is officially up. Um, Sinead, your patience is officially up, right? Yep. <laughs> it's been fun doing this, though, right? We've had fun doing this. Yes, I did have fun. And as far as the results go, I took a few pictures on digital just to get started. We've got three or four shots on large format. We'll wait to see how those come out. But we have also They're going to be great. They're going to be great. Um, we've got three pictures on Instax, um, which they're a bit dark, aren't they? They're kind of... Yeah, but I like how they I like how they look. The, yeah, they come out nice, but yeah, the film just doesn't have quite as much juice in it. Also, with the one I was trying to get quite close to you, and I just misframed it because of parallax error. Um, but I think the, the the success, the the one image, we love it. The one image we love um, is shot on Polaroid. It's black and white Polaroid, and like I was saying yesterday when I tried shooting this using the Vance flowers. It's used quite a show slutter speed. Slutter speed. Oops. Shutter speed. <laughs> shutter speed. So it's got just a bit of blur to it, but it looks really nice, doesn't it? It does. It's I really, like it. really it's nice. Quite, um, I don't know. It reminds me of an old black and white film. Yeah, it's quite noir. Well, see, that's you why I have to wear white. Noir. noir. Um, so we got our one good picture from we this. We did. And they did it in an hour, and it's been much more successful. If at first you don't succeed, 
Grab your partner off the sofa. Exactly. Make her get a lazy burp and help you. Uh, thanks very much. You're welcome. Right, after a bit of searching around. Soul searching. I have found uh, a TED torch. I couldn't find my little dark green light for some reason. Um, found a head torch and that's got two. Well, it's got a few brightness modes on. One of a red light, uh, but the, the white light has a brightest setting, a dimmer setting. So I put it on the dimmest, set that up in another clamp. Um, and the immediate problem is it's then creating its own shadow. Um, not just lighting the front of the model. So I've just got to just move everything, break everything, and process a little bit fiddly now. So I'm just trying to angle this head torch. And then I'm going to put a bit of card. Should have got another plastic bag. Um, I'm going to cut up some of this one that I've already got. And some scissors. I'm going to do this part in the dark. And I've lost the detail at the bottom. Now that looks, I'm quite happy with that. There's, there's a lack of kind of contrast on the front. Um, actually, you know what? I think I've got a little, this little box of records. Yes. Oh, that's the wrong cable. All okay, right. <laughs> I just pulled on a light cable instead of the light switch. Right, so there's a little box of records that came with it. I put that in front. Oh, that's lush. That looks a lot better than that big flat area. Let's get the, um, try the enlarged light. So basically, the enlarger light, which is what I was centering all this around, hasn't really come into play now. Let's see if I can use that. Right, this is going to have to be it. What have we got here? No, not. Eight second exposure. Oh, still not sharp enough. It's going to have to do. Time's up. F8. Right, quickly, I'm going to, uh, I say time's up, I'm going to sneak in a film shot as well. Um, okay, so I did cheat a bit um, and I went out um, early morning as well. So I'm going to be interested to see what I've got. Um, on the on on my uh, role and when the film's developed um it's a good challenge though because i feel like just when you start thinking about um using lights and then the challenge of using lights that we've we've just got sort of kicking around um light sources phones um you know cycle lights that we spoke about um headlights um yeah, you realise just what's at your disposal, really, um, before you get into sort of buying um, LEDs and, and different sorts of lights. Um, I do like headlights. I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't end up gelling my gelling my lights. So I'm going to think on that again um, because I do like the idea of getting kind of red um, headlights, um, you know, 
blaring out. Um, um, and also, you know, building on building on this task, I, I definitely am going to use my kind of actual lights, my newer lights, um, to do some outdoor shots as well. But you yeah, know, it's been it's been a good challenge. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, Graham and Aid and John got on um, with their tasks as well. Oh, oh, it's coming out! It's coming out! Oh, oh, I think I've got one. I think I've got one that's actually exposed. In fact, I've got two that are actually exposed, but one of them is too shaky. So I'm going to try my last two frames, and I'm going to try and take that shot again but make sure I'm properly propped up somehow uh, so that it's not, uh, it's, well, so that it doesn't um, shake, basically. Um, I don't know, I can't even find my tripod. Um, I might need to go and look for my tripod, but I've just got a couple of minutes left. And we're back in the room, <laughs> as a wise man once said. And uh, Graham, how how was your uh, assignment, your effort? Well, you know, varied. So I, I think we should give full disclosure. Obviously, as anyone who's listened to the last bit will realise, um, we are not back in the room immediately after having done the one-hour challenge. We uh, gave ourselves a couple of nights to, you know, draw breath and then catch back up again, <laughs> um, which was lucky because my one-hour challenge, or the first night when we went out and did it, was a disaster. Um, uh, utter lack of planning completely bit me on the arse and uh, the results were predictable um, fortunately so that's, I, that's your executive summary of the last hour of audio we've been listening to has it? Uh, it certainly was uh, yeah I mean it was certainly the end result of my you know like I said I I um, I don't know what I thought was going to happen but I, I guess with most things in the past when we've done this I've just thought oh I'll just grab a camera I'll just grab some and go out and get pictures. Um, but you you really can't do that when you're trying to use lighting. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to just freestyle this. You need to have some sort of an idea. And I didn't have any sort of an idea. And because I hadn't prepared at all, um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I, 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 I was just like, oh, what am I going to do? I didn't come up with any good workable ideas. And the the end result was predictable i i've shown you both the um few pictures that i did take the couple of polaroids that i took on the night um and they're just boring and barely functional um and i haven't bothered sharing with you the few digital pictures that i took when i went out in the car um because they're just not worth seeing they they were crap and um and even if i'd had longer I don't think I'd have got any better, not with what I was doing. Like the thing that became evident to me one when I was shooting indoors with my work lamp was that this is going nowhere. I could spend another half an hour working on trying to improve the lighting, get stuff better, but the the fundamental subject that I'm doing is still going to be deadly boring and not worth the effort. And when I went out in the car, um, it was like okay again i could spend if i was if i hadn't run out of time i could have spent longer trying to work on what i was doing but the light 
wasn't working well, what I was wearing to be a subject wasn't working well, and um, the area wasn't well. And it's just like, there's no point smacking my head against either of these things anymore. I think sometimes you just need to realise, okay, this is done. Um, so I, I was really frustrated. You could have got naked. I could have got naked. I could have got naked. Um, Aid's shaking his head quite vigorously at you there, John. Um, <laughs> I didn't. It was a bit chilly. Um, wouldn't have reflected me in the good light. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, by the end of that hour, I was... I, I was disappointed with myself because, as I said in the recording, you know, the last one of these challenges we did was all around planning. And I saw from doing that challenge before Christmas how beneficial it was. And then I took none of those lessons forward. Um, but because of the way that we recorded that, this this week, it did leave me with an opportunity to have another run at it yesterday, which I did. I was like, I can't leave it at this. So um, I actually got myself organised beforehand. I thought... I'm I'm going to go for it. admittedly low hanging fruit, but I just wanted to get something good, and so I got Sinead uh, to be my model. I got my stuff set up in my dark shed, and I don't you think she'd be very pleased if you, she if she knew you were calling her low hanging fruit, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's a terrible thing to say about I, the love I, of your I life. I meant what I meant, Aid, is low hanging fruit in the sense that I knew that I could get a lovely picture of Sinead very easily, owing to her extreme natural oh. beauty and wonderfulness. So I thank you. Recovery. Good I thank recovery. Good um, recovery. And I used my desk lamp and um, and just and a setup that I trialed briefly before when I did that self-portrait which you loved so much of me without my shirt on so I kind of knew that broadly speaking it would work and I took a few instant pictures um which again I've shown you guys I got one Polaroid picture that I really like I took a few digital pictures which are fine they're fun they're quite nice nothing special but um I came out from the hour with at least pictures that I liked I haven't developed the four by five pictures yet. I'll do that over the weekend um, and we'll see how they come out. You know, I, I'm interested to see, but I'm not expecting anything amazing. But nonetheless, the fact that I got even just one picture that I really genuinely think, OK, I'm really glad this picture exists. That's enough. So, um, yeah, it is. It is tricky when you're under time pressure like that, isn't it? I mean, I mean, so much so we haven't even got Claire back for this part of the recording. Oh <laughs> she's like, she, she, she may well still be out on assignment for all we know. <laughs> That's very true. We haven't heard from her right since Tuesday. She has, she has messaged, doesn't she? She hasn't just disappeared. She has messaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I am not. Just, I'm not being flippant here and, and, and you know, playing fast and loose with Claire's personal safety. We have heard from her. Yeah, that was we, just a little joke of mine. We, we should also ignore that we've swapped Claire for John. So, I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> transmogrified. <laughs> yes, so, so oh, we should just say hi to John. Hi, John. How are you doing? Hello. How's it going? John's yeah, still alive, great everyone. To, great to be back. <laughs> it's, good. It's, good. it's good to have you. So so you you didn't manage the, the first part of the recording, but you have done the Assignment. So, you know, and and uh, we've we've just heard about your exploits with uh, the 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 DJ and uh, and the setting up of the lights and working all of that. I mean, you know, so tell us, yeah, what what were the top, what were the high points of, of of that little thing, or what gave you maybe maybe hints and tips for Graham? What what made you think about that as a as a plan? Um, well, I I had a couple of days to kind of actually think about it because well, you contact me on Tuesday and. But I didn't have a chance to do it till this morning. So actually during that time I was thinking about what am I going to do? 
Um, <clears throat> I, I didn't know what I was going to photograph, but I knew I was going to use my enlarger lights and I had those little dark room lights. Um, and then it was just a case of spending the hour finding something which was next to my enlarger in the end. And then just kind of playing around with the lights, trying to balance them out. The high point was the first, pretty much the first photo I took ended up being my favorite. And then the, the next 50 minutes I spent with the other lights ended up being downhill. a big waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen. That can happen. Um, so, but like, it's all experimentation, isn't it? You know, and it, especially when you're going in with tools that you don't know or you haven't used before, like the lights, I I've never used them to light before. So, mm. like, trying to work them out and especially working at miniature as well, trying to control the light and flag it off or anything with bits of card and minute adjustments, just taking off huge chunks of the, the model uh, was actually quite tricky to do. But it, it was good yeah. fun. It is, it is a, uh, it is an extra dimension to to a, a photo challenge adding lighting in even if it's lights that you're you you know are well balanced and that you're comfortable with using because you've used them a lot if you throw it in and you've got like lights that are not balanced and you're, you're struggling with then then it adds a level of of well it adds a level of technical complexity which you really don't need when you're trying to be creative under pressure <laughs> and i really don't have as well so <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the results speak for themselves. I like, I like, I like that. Well, show, did, the one that you like, I like that. That's well, well crafted. I did cheat and shoot in black and white as well. Made things a lot easier. So that's like the the red lights were just so powerful, like relative to the enlarger light, especially like, and on digital as well. It did that horrible red, you know, like red, like red LED lights look terrible, don't mm. they? On digital they can do, yeah, yeah. It was doing that, so yeah, black and white all the way. And you you shot some film as well, right, John? Yeah, so I I shot everything on my digital camera and then just translated the settings over to a few frames on um, HP five. So yeah, I dev those up at the weekend and yeah. see how they compare. Because I, I would be interested with that to to see, um, given that you were using a red light, like what the response of the film to that red light will be. Now, obviously, it's panchromatic, so it's going to. But I wonder if it will see it as well as the digital have you got any thoughts on that it, it should be yeah it should be fine should, should be there's, fine. A clue, there's a clue in the name isn't there really oh there's yeah oh cc yes yes but you just never know do you um so aid your adventures adventures with adventures with gerbils <laughs> gerbils <laughs> it's a soft g <laughs> so so the thing so you mentioned about planning and you know and i hadn't done any planning either but what i have is a middle ground between where you were and between where john was with, with time to plan i had a middle ground which is i didn't really have any planning but i went for yeah the the old faithfuls Right, the the known entities, mm. uh, yeah, a new spin on 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 those, but you know, so gerbils, right? We yeah, we haven't had gerbils for for very long, maybe about maybe about seven months or something since we got the gerbils. Uh, but I did practice taking 
photos of them when when we first got them and stuff you know it's new pets and, and, and what have you so i knew just for example that i wouldn't stand a canal's chance of capturing them on film um because they just move too fast and the only way really to do it is to get a camera with a burst mode so i i i, I focused on getting the lighting that i wanted stuck my phone on burst mode and and went through it and picked out the ones that were actually sharp mm. right where the gerbil was still enough for just a moment um so the the you know the the, the gerbil thing is is uh, and the technique for taking photographs of gerbils i was quite comfortable with so i was very able quickly to you know once i'd set <laughs> up the lights great sentence I the technique like, for taking pictures of gerbils i was quite comfortable with says premium gerbil portraitist adrian Stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely so 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 there's that and then then you know i got my own technical challenges which was you know my lights being as we heard the opposite way around to john's you know my red light was nowhere near as powerful as, as the white light uh and so i had several you know properly failed attempts uh where i you know i tried to balance off the lights and just couldn't i even tried at one point to diffuse the white light to take a couple of stops off it but it it was nowhere in, in near enough hmm. uh so so the shots that i've come out with are ones that actually are only lit by the one light uh that that are on the instax i've got a couple with both lights that i captured digitally and was happier with those managed to achieve with those because you know the more dynamic range uh uh you know under digital than there is on the instax and uh you know just a better ability to you know to balance it all out with i, I guess maybe some computational stuff in there as well mm. you know. um but yeah happy with the one or two that i got you know is I, I love playing around with lighting even if it's just like you know, i took the easy route and stayed inside um and just played with toys you know toy yeah lego car and well i suppose that's the only toy gerbils you know pets around they can't go very far little pets you know a lampshade it's just hanging from the ceiling it's not going to give you any bother as a subject you've just mm. got to figure out what you want to do with it so that was kind of my uh that that was kind of my approach through it it still gave me plenty of challenge but i got a couple of pictures at the end of it that i was happy with so you know it's good. i'm good can i there's a few things i want to talk about following on from this um the first thing is using these domestic lights you know like i said i used my work lamp the first night um and my uh desktop lamp the second night um both of which are led light sources they really aren't throwing off very much light i mean that's the one thing from any of these things is that oh boy these are weak light sources now if you're using digital and you can like, run that ISO up the Wahoo, then fine. But shooting film on those is hard. Um, and it, it really is. I mean, I was, when I was doing the stuff with Sinead yesterday, um, getting that light source as close to her face as I could possibly get it without it being in the frame. Um, and even then, it was only just enough. Um, and the other thing, and I've been to is, is that. Uh, Instax is not very light sensitive. <laughs> I mean, I thought Instax was supposed to be like ISO 800 or something. It is, it is but the um, cameras have very small apertures, like F12 yeah. usually and smaller. What's, um, what's the maximum shutter speed on the Instax cameras as well? I don't know. Only, only the magicians at Fujifilm. Yeah, that. it must be fair. It must be quick enough to freeze the motion because the pictures, the pictures that I've got from Instax were... V- 
blur-wise, I mean, they, they weren't sharp because the focus is always an issue. Because I was, again, trying to be as close as I could get so that I would frame out the light. But obviously then you're getting within that zone where you're just a bit too close. You know, it's supposed to be from like 0.9 metres away you, you can be in focus. But... Um, but yeah, I, yeah found I had that issue as well. Actually, my arms weren't long enough trying to hold a light and position it. You know, and then, but mm. and then even with my Instax camera in macro mode, I still couldn't get you know couldn't get the, the anywhere close enough to isolate a small subject. So, so there was definitely some compositional challenges with the Instax as well. Yeah, I think just to give you an idea, John, to try and answer your question. I mean, I was holding, uh, yeah, I was trying to. I was hand holding my Instax camera for what for me was an uncomfortable period of time. And I, yeah, there is some blur. So I'm guessing it was take, it was automatic. But I'm guessing it was somewhere between a second and two seconds or something mm -hmm. like that with the light level that I had. Um, uh, so, yeah, and my Instax camera, yeah, it, it will, it, the, the aperture is fixed. The shutter speed is automatic. Yeah. Um, so, so, which which is always the wrong way around, if you ask me. I'd far rather work with a, a variable aperture and uh, and a fixed shutter speed. But there you go. That's just yeah. Me. I'm just looking now, actually, and the the aperture, at least on my Instax wide, is f14, which is yeah. And I think mine's f12.7, which is a great round number for an f. It's wonderful, yeah. And the slowest shutter speed. It's got an electronic shutter speed, but it goes from a sixty fourth of a second to one two hundredth of a second so even if it was doing the slowest of those at f14 it's no wonder it's it was not a lot of light that is it yeah. it's not. <laughs> no it's not and I might, my exposure time is like four seconds with my setup yeah so yeah. There's, there's no way i'd get that on instax so. uh no not unless you had a bulb mode one so some you can buy cameras mm -hmm. i think probably it's more common in the lomo cameras the, uh, than the Fuji ones, but you can get them with a bulb mode. Okay. Yeah. So, so by by that time, actually, for four seconds, yeah, but if you're in bulb mode, actually, four seconds is better than two seconds, isn't it? Because yeah. your margin for error is much bigger, and you, yeah, without without ruining the exposure. So, hmm. um, uh, although having said that, I have no idea what any reciprocity failure might look like in Instax. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what it looks like. I, it looks like ten pounds worth of film before you actually get a decent exposure. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's so. So any one of these assignments for me is is a whole pack of film. So I, sh I, I made ten shots on Tuesday evening doing this, mm. um, and I've got three that I think are passable, and two of them are essentially the same subject. So, yeah, <laughs> so I, I've really only got two distinct shots out of a pack of ten. Yeah, I, I'm definitely never going to use Instax for this kind of thing again um, because it just... And I, honestly, I expected... Admittedly, maybe I hadn't sort of thought through, but I figured that because Instax film is pretty good, um, I, I, I thought I was going to get better results from the Instax than I was from the Polaroid, but that Polaroid clearly just slowed the shutter down. I Right down... Um, and because sharpness is, as anyone who's ever seen any picture I've ever taken, not a thing I care about at all. Um, it's a bourgeois concept. It is a very much a bourgeois concept. And um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, oh, okay. Actually, like I said, this one picture of Sinead, I really like it. And probably more than any other Polaroid picture that I've taken, I'm like. I would buy more Polaroid film now to do more stuff like this. I can see the, I can see, which is 
like I said, that's novelty for me with Polaroid because normally I'm like, oh, that's fun, but you know, you I still can... got that Holger I gave you about five years ago, more more than five years ago. Yeah, it's when absolutely. Holger, it's... When Holger went bankrupt the first time. Um, okay, there it is. Look, somewhere up there. Oh yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> have, have you ever used it? Yeah, yeah, I, I used it uh, within the last twelve months. Actually, uh, I did a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> the results were terrible, <laughs> but I did use it within the last twelve months. Yeah, just, just really because yeah, that's that's something because I know you know for those of us that um, would like to try that and do want to go with this sort of you know forget all about the control, just go with it and run with it kind of thing. Um, a Holger is a lot cheaper to shoot than a Polaroid. You know because yeah. you you can get you know your, your one roll of film in a Holger, whatever that costs you. You know, and especially if you're developing it at home, using shooting black and white, developing it at home, uh, you, you're really for a few quid there. You can get twelve shots, whereas yeah, twelve Polaroids is uh, yeah, it is more expensive. Yeah. The thing is, though, especially for this kind of thing, it's nice to be able to see the result straight away. Um, yeah. And and I'm mm-hmm. I really like that one shot thing. I was talking to John about this earlier, and as I said to you earlier in the recording. Um, the other camera that I use, the other film camera that I use was my Carbon Adventurer. Um, because to me, it's like, okay, I want to take some pictures, I want to grab some stuff on film. The Carbon Adventurer is bizarrely the easy choice. I'm like, great, I know this is going to be on a tripod. I can get the tripod set up, single shots. I took, I think, four shots, three or four shots. Um, and now I can develop those over the weekend, and it's great. And it's easy in trying to get a small way into a roll of film. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That yeah, single shot point. life is really working for me. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I I enjoyed the challenge. Um, I'm. It has made me more excited about cracking open my birthday lights, which I hope are going to have quite a lot more <laughs> oomph to them than my desktop lamp did. And uh, you'll definitely have to use um, Polaroid and Instax with those. Yeah, yeah, you should. You're saying you wouldn't, you wouldn't do this challenge again using instant film, but with your panels, you'll have a lot better options. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point, John. Yeah, you would definitely. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, looking, you know, it's definitely given me a taste, and, and the flexibility of when I was doing the work with Sinead of having the LED, that constant light source there um, and being able to move that round and see directly how that's changing the light on the face, where it's falling, how the shadows fall, all of that was so useful to me. Um, if I'd been trying to do something with flash, I would never have got any good results because I, I would have needed far longer to work on it, to iterate, to try and try and try, and it wouldn't have got there. So, um, yeah, small constant light sources... It's good, but I'm glad I'm getting bigger ones. <laughs> um, so yeah, well there, com- well, there we go. Then that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Um, I certainly enjoyed it. Um, I managed to do it without getting cold and wet or blown off the edge of a cliff or anything like that. And uh, yeah, so that that was good. Um, uh, yeah, just just good fun all round. I think. And well, a nice, a nice challenge. The second night was good fun. The first night was just horrible, and I nearly ran a fox over, as I mentioned. 
on on the recording as I was recording driving and nearly running a fox over. I think I nearly ran the fox over. One, because the fox ran out in front of me and two, I might have been trying to find the right button to push on the recorder whilst driving in the dark. It's fine. It's all fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> worry about the fox. <laughs> you shake your head at me, John. Um, now, you guys, um, I know we've already had I think three people get in touch with their own responses to the lighting challenge. So you guys are hopefully going to be doing at some point in the not too distant future, a lighting lounge to talk more about this, talk about the work that people have done. So that stuff will come up there, right? Yeah. If anybody's been inspired by this episode and feels like sending anything through that they create as well, based on this theme, get on the case and we'll, we'll include those as well. Yeah, got a bit of time yet because poor John isn't getting any sleep at the moment. <laughs> so he, no, pretty... it, it's yeah, which is why sadly it's had to be on the back burner this new project of ours, hasn't it, John? For for a bit yeah. until we can, uh, well, uh, until we can make the time to 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 make it all happen. So um, until yeah, I can stay awake past past seven in the evening, very <laughs> good. Like I said, gives more people a chance to join in, and at least. Having listened to what we've just gone through, um, you cannot do any worse than I did on that first evening. No, it is physically impossible to do any worse <laughs> than I did first time out. So the only way is up from there. Um, before we get out of here, I just want to mention this quickly uh, because um, this is the first chance I've actually had to bring this up and i've had it for a couple of weeks we're going to talk about this properly uh john and i uh, we're hoping to do a, a video short video backing paper next week right john that's our kind of vague plan mm-hmm. hopefully but just wanted to say yeah. thank you very much to um ian wallace who's sent uh, both of us a copy of his awesome passing through paddington zine um which is really cool like i said we're going to do a video podcast so we can actually show it next week but i just wanted to because i feel terrible about that it hasn't been brought up on the podcast. Um, so thank you very much, Ian. We will talk about that properly next week. Um, Paddington's a crazy place. I bet there's there's plenty of uh, plenty of good material around there. There, there is, and Ian's found uh, Ian has found it. I think it's one of those great good. things of somebody who's repeatedly going to the same place and who sees the little things. And yeah, it's good. It's really good. Like I said, I look forward to talking about that in more detail next week yeah and that you know it's such a luxury in a way to how to to have that repetition i mean a lot of the stuff that i've shot around london over the years has been you know on commutes and you know you're doing the same thing day in day out and you you think you, you can walk around and say ah yeah that'd be a great shot but the lighting is terrible no matter because i'll be walking past here at the same mm. time tomorrow and the day after that and and you and you can you can go you can get a lot of a depth in in the work you make doing stuff like that because you can do you can make a study of like one area if you want to uh you can or you can just leave it until the light is just so if you want to tide is another one anybody what regularly walks around the center of london there's a huge difference between the high tide and the low tide and in the low tide you can get down on the beachy areas in the river you know and you clamber around on the pebbles and what have you and you know you get just get an angle of view that you couldn't get any any other way right you know you you get an hour at low tide and and that's it so yeah i yeah it's, it's it's a really nice thing to be able to do to have you know continued opportunities to photograph a place that just changes so much constantly yeah well i agree with that i remember from the work you were doing when you were going through london and certainly seems to be the same with the and stuff yeah i haven't been there for a year so don't don't do that sort of thing anymore 
Uh, well, I'm sure it will be different now. Eh? There'll be a whole load more photographic opportunities there. There's there's a reason that one of the photos I did for this week's challenge was the lampshade in my study. Yeah, <laughs> that that is my life now. Shoot what you know. Shoot what you know. <laughs> Actually, I'm, just to wrap this up, I, I'll be interested after having done this. Like, Aid, do you have personally that like, one thing that you will take away from that challenge that is in your head, like that you will take forward from this? What just one thing? That's that's a really good question, um, and the the thing that immediately springs to mind is remember that bike lights have different brightness. But that's a kind of a negative learning point, isn't it's it? It's niche. Like learning... It's it's also niche, yes. So if I try and like think in a little bit of a, a higher level uh, for a, for a moment, I think well, one thing I've already mentioned, which is that you know if you're put under pressure like that, yeah, you know, if you don't have time to plan you know, go with something that you know and, and and make it variations on a theme rather than trying to start a lot of things from scratch. Uh, the other thing, um, yeah, to extrapolate against the, 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 the difficulty I had with the lights, and maybe this would be true for John as well, I guess, in a way, is uh, practice, right? This is why, we, you know, what, one of the reasons I was keen on this challenge is that, you know, I, I like to practice. I like to play with lights. You know, I like to be able to think to myself, I need that light over there because I know the way it throws is what I need. You know, I don't want that light over there. Yeah, you're going to have this in uh, pretty soon, Graham, following your birthday. You're going to have a whole load of great new stuff to play mm. with. Um, and, and just go for it. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah, that's Get good. comfortable with the lights. Yeah, no, that's a good point. What about you, John? Uh, I think my two takeaways were look closer for contrast within the scene so my my final images ended up looking very flat where to my eye it looked like there was more contrast on each side now that could have been down to the fact that one of the lights was red and the other one was white so i don't know if my eyes were kind of playing because you had color contrast that you were looking at yeah but that wasn't necessarily picked up as contrast in a black and white shot yeah and then the other thing kind of tied in with that is they look they looked contrasty on the back of the camera but in reality they weren't they looked loads better on the back of the camp on the digital camera than they did once i'd gotten them on Make the computer. very small prints of them john yeah it, yeah the it, contrast is, it... is like it's, it's small like the contrast has increased so they look a lot more interesting so it, it would require some manipulation which is fine. yeah there, there must be a slider for that yeah, there's definitely some sort of just Wham clarity of bounce it off the bumpers, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I if think... all else if all else fails, use DaVinci Resolve to do your colour correcting work because you've got more <laughs> tools than you can shake a stick at. I don't even know what that one is. I don't need to know about more tools. It's a video editing and colour grading tool, don't worry. It's always, it's one I'm playing with a, a bit at the moment in my video experimentations. Good. I'll leave you to worry about that. Um, <laughs> I think the one takeaway that I've overwhelmingly come away with from this thing is um, that walking out the door and hoping that luck puts a picture in front of my face is almost never going to work, especially not around here. And that if I want to take pictures, I'm going to have to, well, as the saying goes, you great pictures are made, not taken. And it's like, okay, I'm going to have to make pictures and not just expect to find stuff because... It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. I live in a very boring place where there's there's no elephants roaming them majestically around. There's nothing. If I want to make a picture, I'm going to have to. You need props. Make. Is what you need. Don't I you? need a briefcase. 
Ah, a briefcase. <laughs> Don't reveal my. <laughs> that's, hey, that's an original me idea. You know, it's <laughs> a very big lunchbox you've got there, John. Oh, oh that didn't sound good, did it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but now I'm, I'm, I'm only, I'm not really joking. As I was just saying, I'm only partially joking, but I'm not really joking. I mean, yeah, the, the, mm. the, the things. You know, there's a few things even just around my house, right? That that I I know can play a role. Um, so so there's quite um, in the living room. There's, there's a mirror which has a you know it's it's got one of these sort of fancy sort of you know sculpted frames like a gilt edge mirror. But this one happens to be silver. It's I don't know what it's made of, but it's sprayed silver. Um, and it's um, you know it, it's a bit over the top to be mm. honest, but it works really really well as a prop in photos. Yeah, I've used it before on. I'm pretty sure I've used it before in Sunny Sixteen challenges actually, you know, and just just having two or three of those in your go to list, mm. you know, um, the you know the you know, just 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 the thing. It could be a painting on the wall. It could be you know a particular lamp that you have that you would like to be in the frame. Um, you know, just just a few bits and you've bobs. got a guitar hanging on the wall behind you, Graham. That's yeah. that's true, and I know that, and that's your acoustic. And I know that in that room, there's at least an electric as well. Two, yeah, or <laughs> you've got two bikes. You've got two electrics. Yeah, four got, cars. Three cars. They're all shit cars. Three oh, helicopters. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is, I do need another motorbike. I hear you. <laughs> Yes. Well, you're unbalanced, aren't you? Because you've got more cars than you've got motorbikes, yeah, so you need to you, you need to acquire more motorbikes to, yeah. to redress the balance. That is the solution. That's always the solution. Good. I'm glad we've got to that end point. We can wrap up now. Now we've clarified. I'm allowed to spend more money on <laughs> motorbikes. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Then, should we do that then? Any mm -hmm. any other news item? Anything else to mention or to cover or shout outs or anything like that? No, just to say, um, check out Sunny Sixteen Presents. We just put out uh, this week uh, the most recent episode of I Dream of Cameras, episode ten. They're up to episode ten already, oh, which is spectacular. Wow! And um, today or yesterday, as this went out, um, uh, an episode of Underexposed. Uh, Rachel uh, had Jenny Sampson oh. join that, which is a fantastic conversation, and Claire was there as well so that's really good those are both on sunny 16 percent and we have got some list of content coming up very soon as well as soon as i get my finger out and get that edited and up so that's awesome cool all right well there you go folks uh that's that's a, a little insight as to what's to come in the near future in the, in the uh, the sunny 16 media empire um i can't i can't call it a channel anymore because we have two channels so i'm struggling we're, we're not genuinely we're not quite yet a media empire are we as much as we try but i don't really know how to describe our little you know co what do we collective. need to turn it into a media empire is that do we need um, a publication next um uh, an Australian owner with a bad attitude. Uh, okay, hang on, I'll, I'll get Matt on the phone. I'll get Matthew Joseph on the phone. That'll do the job perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Uh, let, let's get out of here before I upset people. Um, we have been the Sunny Sixteen podcast. Uh, we and as ever, it's been a joy to speak with you all and and to speak together uh, and to share the photography that we're making. We'll play you out now with Rachel's band Rocker. Uh, you can get their album Promises. I should have kept on all good online 
platforms. I was going to say <laughs> retailers, but you don't actually. It's not all of them you have to buy it on either. So, so um, if if you look for it on your platform of choice and you cannot find uh, Rachel's band's album, um, then it's simply just not a good music platform. Uh, so uh, we will play you out now uh, with that. Uh, as always, as I say, uh, it's an honour and a privilege, and we'll be back soon. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.